2: You're
0: listening to DraftKings Network.
1: Go Joe.
0: What's up everybody? Welcome to Go Joe with Mike Golick Jr. That is me, Uh, not with me as always, uh, still super producer Brandon Newman, enjoying some well-deserved vacation. Shout out to Drew and Isaiah. Uh, My father, Mike Golick, Sr., back with us today, coming to us live from – I realized this, Dad, as I was plugging it in on my weather app to see what the forecast is looking like, what I needed to pack, that it's actually South Lake Tahoe where this tournament is at? Yes.
1: Yes, South Lake Tahoe. Uh, I'm sitting in Harris right now. I don't golf until uh, a little bit uh, – one o'clock Pacific time out here. Um, so I'm just kind of able to do the show here. It's beautiful out here, but yes, South Lake Tahoe. It is who's, if anybody's ever watched this tournament, just seen the lake and the beautiful mountains in the backdrop, it is incredible. I mean, it is, it is really a cool thing. And, uh, I'm man, dude, I'm just happy to be here. We had the players meeting last night and I was kind of like a kid in a candy store, quite honestly.
0: Well, yeah, so, we we've listen, we've got a great show for everybody today, as always. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Speaking of what's going on in Tahoe, Dad, for anyone that's missed it, is out there for the American Century Golf Tournament, where you see hosts of players, celebrities, all the like, going out and trying to hack it up, trying to see who can actually golf. Um, Tony Romo is usually the guy at the helm of all this, but Adam Thielen we've got coming on today, our former Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, current Carolina Panthers wide receiver, pro bowler, all pro. He's going to join us today and talk a little bit about that. Dad, I didn't realize looking it up last year, he finished fourth at Tahoe last year of the guys that went. He's a stick.
1: I, I did not understand that. Here's another fact that I did not know until I found out last night that you would be happy about. Who's usually the good golfers in football? It's like quarterbacks, kickers, throwing wide receivers like Thielen, right? So Andrew Whitworth, a recently retired monster offensive lineman, he's, he's a nine. He's an eight or a nine. He's a single-digit handicap, and the dude is a mountain. I'm like, how in the hell can you be a good golfer, you know, being an old lineman? He's like, I don't know. But so kudos to, you know, that, that athletic offensive lineman who's a single-digit single handicap.
0: That's not surprising given everything else about Big Wits' career. The guy's like a 6'7", 300-pounder was house that borderline had abs. So I've stopped doubting anything he's capable of. But I'm glad he's repping for the brand. Um, we got a bunch of other stuff that we'll get to, obviously. Here's some news around Saquon Barkley and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Zion Williamson uh, on a podcast recently talking about his upcoming season. But, Dad, you mentioned it. You had the meeting last night. You're getting ready to go. You've yeah. always wanted to play in this event and you're finally getting to it here we've got Thielen who's going to talk more about it And again you can see all of this on NBC and peacock it's going to be very exciting there we found out that Thielen is actually paired with stu gotts and mike ryan right. and jeremy tache out there from the Levitard show today in the celebrity am that's going on today but dad you got in the room last night <sighs> With everybody that is going to be playing in this tournament for the most part here, who were you most starstruck by? What was the interaction you enjoyed most? Take us inside that locker room of sorts heading into this event.
1: So, you know, I've said this before. There were obviously tons of former and current athletes and Hall of Famers and such. And that that doesn't get, you know, that doesn't do much for me because over the last 25 years, I probably had 90% of them on my show you know, and, and gotten it and played against them and have known them or so. It's never really been the athletes, even from other sports who I'd known. It's it's the entertainers, it's always been the actors, actresses or musicians that I've met over the years that, that get me starstruck the most. And, and it's so funny, I sat down at the meeting and then a guy sits next to me, a couple of guys, he sits next to me, I look over and I'm like, oh man. So I, I, I lean over and I say, hey, how you doing? I'm Mike Golick and he said, oh, I'm Jack Wagner. And I like, I know you're Jack Wagner. And I don't know if, if your generation knows a lot about Jack Wagner, huge in soap operas and it's singer as well. And the singing part is where it came into play. So this is when your mother gets mad at me. I told the story when when I said, Yeah, I know who you are. And then I I I as I replayed it in my head, I said, I have to sound like one of these tools. I said, Okay, Jack, summer of eighty-six in Chicago. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, I said I said. But here's the reason I remember, Jack, it it has less to do, you were part of it. I said, the band that opened for you was the Michael Stanley Band, which was from Cleveland. And I know Michael Stanley you know, recently passed away, God rest his soul, but we were going there to see them. And then Jack Wagner was headlining uh, in Chicago where, where your mother is from. So I had planned out and what happened in the parking lot of that concert before we went in is when I proposed to your mother. I had the ring and I proposed in the car before we went in to the concert. It was, and I've said this publicly, one of the worst, worst engagement stories of all time. She knew I had the ring. She knew basically I was going to do it. It was horrific on my part. But nonetheless, the story was, it was before Michael Stanley we were going to see and Jack Wagner. So he was like, oh, you know, when your wife, is your wife coming? I said, yeah, she'll be here. We gotta get a picture. I'm like cool, you know? So that was that was neat. Then on the other side of me is Marty Fish, uh former tennis player who's always at the top of the leaderboard here, and sitting next to him is Jake Owen, who uh, oh, monster no. fan of Jake. Oh yeah. Yeah, monster oh, fan no. of Jake. Owen. And then Jake Owen and Marty Fish proceed to tell me the story of Stu Gotz, a lifelong Jets fan, mistook Jake Owen For Aaron Rodgers. Stu has been in the sports world forever. Stu mistook Jake Owen for Aaron Rodgers and was actually talking to Jake as if he was the quarterback of Stu's New York Jets. It was one of the most unbelievable stories I had ever heard. And just again, you know, solidifies what a tool Stu Gatz is.
0: I, I, I was so glad you brought that up because I saw the Lebetard show teasing this out yesterday Mike Ryan was flabbergasted that Stu for about 20 minutes in an interview that's yes. going to air on yes. their show was talking to Jake <laughs> Owen as if he was Aaron Rodgers forgetting the size discrepancy forgetting the fact that Aaron Rodgers used to regularly be a guest on the Dan Lebetard show for years and that like you said, Stu covers the NFL and now has this guy yes. at the quarter back of his team I I am it has a chance to become my favorite piece of Stugat's content of all time and so the fact that you and Jake Owen sounds like he handled this remarkably well for someone of his stardom
1: yeah that and and again he was he was such an again you know I met him you know know, Colin Yost who was a great guy Miles Teller they were all so nice but yeah Jake Jake is he's like I'm like What did you do? He goes, well, at some point I thought at first he might be joking, but then when he wasn't, I'm like, well, hell, I'll just kind of play along with it. So, yeah, kudos to him. I mean, to have that personality, just kind of have fun with it and play along with it. But one of one of the most unbelievable stories I ever heard for a guy who covers sports and covers the NFL and knows Aaron Rodgers, who was there, by the way. Aaron was there, and now Aaron has cut his hair. Aaron's hair does not look like Jake Owen's hair anymore. That that hair, not when he was walking into camp last year like he was, um, what's his name, from Con Air. Uh, so uh, they, they don't look that much alike anymore, but it was, it was so bizarre, but what a great story it was. So,
0: so now we need to get the photo, even with the hair difference of Aaron Rodgers and Jake Owen yes. at some point yes. from this tournament weekend to put up there, and like we said, Stugatz is now going to be out on the course today with Adam Thielen, (laughs) Mike Ryan, and Jeremy Taché are at least going to be there to chaperone him for this, but Lord knows what's going to happen. Dad, you've also got big news about your one goal for the weekend that we found out here. I feel like we've buried the lead long enough. Dad, you came into this weekend with one mission, and now Friday it sounds like you're going to accomplish that mission here. Do you want to break your own news about your celebrity pairing for the Friday round?
1: So, again, in, in getting to meet a lot of the entertainers and such, I was very excited about. It. And there was one, as I have said, your mother and I go to bed every night, and we turn it on, uh, on Everybody Loves Raymond. We watch the reruns for, you know, however long until we fall asleep. We're big fans of the show, all the, all the characters on the show, and big fans of Ray Romano. Well, Ray Romano golfs in this. And, you know, I, I had certainly let it be known to the people in charge here, uh, oh, man, yeah, I'm a, fa- a fan of Ray Romano. Friday morning, my first round in my group is Ray Romano. So I am going to be golfing 18 with him in my group. And I mean, your mother, Mike, has just so laid down the law to me of, I can't even say it publicly of what she told me not to act like, you know, not, you know, she doesn't want me. Hey, remember that episode when the girl ate the fly or, you know, I mean, I'm going to try really hard. Really hard not to fanboy him, but we're definitely going. to Me and your mother are going to definitely get a picture with him. But I'm re- and I've heard when I when I talked about that with some of the other people in the room last night, they were like, "Oh yeah, I've golfed with him. He's a great guy. You know, he usually brings his sons and stuff, and 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 he's a lot of fun." So I'm I'm really really looking forward to. It. Yeah, that that really made. And I planned on meeting him anyway. I really thought, but now to be able to golf with him is pretty cool.
0: Well, now here's the worry because you're going to be trying not to Chris Farley show your meeting with Ray Romano while you guys are out there for 18 holes. Friday is also the day Stu Gatz is supposed to be on the bag for you as your yeah. caddy. And so now with yeah. this Jake Owen thing in the rear view mirror here, dad, how terrified are you that Stu Gatz is going to screw this up for you? Because I could see a world where coming off this Ray Romano is like, yeah, I had a great time with Golik, but don't ever pair me with him again because that Stu Gatz guy is always falling around.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be some bad coming out of this, and I just have to figure out what bad. If he starts embarrassing me in front of Ray, I'm just gonna hit him in the back of the knee with a seven iron. But really, the gamble, the bet that was going around the room last night was how many holes will he actually caddy for me? And the over-under, quite honestly, is set at four and a half. Before, he doesn't wanna carry the bag anymore, before he wants to go off somewhere else. That's why I have a regular caddy that'll be walking outside the ropes, ready to come take his place. So. I'm terrified of the embarrassment, but I also know, Mike, the embarrassment won't last long because he won't last that long.
0: No, exactly. Stugatz is known for many things and uh, stamina, especially at this juncture in life, (laughs) definitely not one of those things. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold.
1: Drinking it wrong?
0: All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister damn that's cold and remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com remember drink responsibly Jägermeister liqueur 35% alcohol by volume imported by Mast Jägermeister US White Plains New York so as we mentioned uh while well, dad's going to be worrying about Stu on Friday Stu got to somebody else's problem today, and that somebody else is Pro Bowl wide receiver Adam Thielen, uh, who is now with the Carolina Panthers, getting set for his first year down there. A bunch of new for him. He goes from Kirk Cousins, who just made his film debut in the Netflix documentary Quarterback the other day, to Bryce Young, the number one overall pick out of Alabama, and is an incredible golfer. We got a chance yesterday to catch up with Adam Thielen, talk with him ahead of his round with Stu Gatz about how to survive out in Tahoe. Here is uh, Adam Thielen. Again, you can check this all out on NBC and Peacock, the American century golf tournament. Here he is. All right. Very excited to talk to pro bowl wide receiver, Adam Thielen, as he gets set to be a part of the American century golf tournament out in Lake Tahoe. Plenty. We want to get to him on that front since, uh, uh, as we've established on the show, plenty. Dad's going out there for the first time. He is very nervous, but Adam, how are you feeling, man? This feels like a homecoming for you out there. You're basically knocking on the door, winning this thing right now.
2: Oh, I'm excited. I, I get uh, my wife hates it, but loves it at the same time because uh, I get so excited. I'm up at like 5:30 in the morning thinking about my golf swing, uh, getting to the range early. It's like it's like this is like the Super Bowl for me. It's like uh, it's such a cool. Um, experience and it's a it's such a cool way to compete and kind of get those competitive juices flowing but also uh nerve-wracking I mean that first tee box um you know I don't I don't shake like that before a football game so uh it's a lot different
0: I, I would say we just saw the match on TV with Mahomes and Kelsey repping for the football guys and I saw Pat saying for people in the crowd to get out of the way we are not professionals and we will hit you what is that like some of these spots out in the course where you can start to feel the gallery bearing down on you like that
2: yeah, well, the good thing is I've played enough golf in my life uh, that that I have a I have a pretty good feel for how I'm, I'm going to hit the ball. You know, obviously I still hit bad shots, but um, for the most part, I don't think I'm going to hit anyone. I hope, and and I, as I say that, I probably should knock on some wood because I'll, I'll hit someone this week, hopefully, but hopefully not. But uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's I I like it. It makes you focus a little bit more. You know, I I, I like that kind of that pressure that. That, that competitiveness, um, you know, honestly, it makes just going out and playing golf for fun uh, not not fun at all because uh, just there's just nothing better than having, like, something on the line and everybody knows what you're going to shoot because uh, it's going to be posted everywhere. So um, it, it's such a cool experience.
0: So for anyone that's not aware, you finished fourth in this last year. So you are very much about it, very much in the mix. I want to go back a little further, though. So I mentioned you before we got started. My dad's out there right now. He's getting set to play. It's his first time ever out there. So just in general, what are some tips you have for him on surviving the weekend in Tahoe and trying to actually do this thing?
2: I think the biggest thing out here is you just just keep it in play. Like, don't don't, uh, feel bad about or feel, uh, um, you know, weak for not hitting driver on every hole, just get it in the fairway or get it in play. Um, and once you do that out here, uh, you'll be fine. But uh, there's so many tough golf shots out here and, and tee shots and and then approach shots and things like that, that a lot of times you can get yourself in trouble quickly. And and it's just not, with the elevation, it's not a long golf course. So you can get away with hitting some irons off the tee and just keep it in play. Um, as I give them that advice, I'm talking to myself because – A lot of times, you know, you get that 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 meathead athlete, you know, athlete mindset where you got to bring out the big dog and hit it as far as you can. But uh, I think you're better off sometimes just get in play.
0: So for him, I know, too, it's also balancing the celebrities that are also out there, too. He, for whatever reason, is really excited to see Ray Romano. Him and my mom love everybody loves Raymond. Has there been someone you've been most excited to meet over the years and going out there?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, for me, honestly, it's just getting around the guys. Like now being in year seven, it's like it's so fun for me to meet different guys. And then you start to build a relationship over the years and you see them every year. Um, You just get excited to kind of, you know, see those guys pick their brains. It's really cool for me. Really, my favorite part is you get to see um, actors and musicians and then guys from other sports and you get to kind of ask them and and see what, um, you know, make, makes them great because a lot of these people that are in this event are, are the best at what they do. So just kind of picking their brain um, and just trying to figure out what makes them great and what really their path, you know, how did they get to where they are? Um, those stories that you hear, it's so motivating and inspiring. You kind of come out of this week like, man, um, it, it, it was such a great week and I learned so much and can apply that to what I'm doing. So um, I'm very blessed to, to be around a lot of great athletes and a lot of great people. Um, there's no, there's no one out here that's that's not a good person as well because um, they they kind of weed those guys out quickly and and don't invite them back. So uh, very blessed to be out here.
0: All right, glad to hear that. We'll see if Dad makes the cut then going through this in year one and can secure the invite for the next year with that standard in mind. Speaking of great athlete that you've played with, though, quarterback, that documentary falling around, uh, your former quarterback, Kirk Cousins, as one of the central figures, just released on Netflix today. What do you think, if anything, people are going to learn about one of the guys that's been a big fixture in the league for a while now?
2: Well, number one, I can't wait to watch it because I saw the trailer for it, and it got me pretty fired up. Um, and so when I get done today, I'm going to go and, and watch that first episode. Uh, but, yeah, I think for Kirk, I think I think it was you know, it, why he probably did it. I don't know if this is why, but I would imagine the reason why he did it is to for people to really see the real Kirk, you know, people um he gets a lot of uh, hate. um he gets a lot of people coming down on him pretty hard. And I think people don't realize how hard of a worker he is, how hard he prepares. i don't I don't believe there's anybody else in the NFL who prepares um, the way that he does and is is the reason why he's had so much success, you know and and uh, a great teammate, a great leader. Um, no one talks about those things, you know. It's just it's just never talked about. When you hear Kirk Cousins' names, you don't hear about those things, and um, and we see it every single day in the locker room. And and uh, it, it's just a the, he's a special player because of the way that he treats other people and the way that he prepares.
0: So that's what people are going to learn about your former quarterback and Kirk Cousins. You're down in Carolina now, getting set for your first season with the Panthers. What have you learned so far about your new quarterback and Bryce Young?
2: I mean, he's confident. He's he's coming in with uh, you know his hair on fire, um, and you know he's he's a quiet guy, it doesn't say a whole lot, but but you can just feel the confidence uh, when he walks through the locker room, when he walks on that practice field, um, the way that he moves in the pocket, and his uh, his ability to find the open receiver, and and kind of like uh, you know really just delegate and and kind of lead uh, the offense and the team. Um, you know, you don't see that in a lot of guys, you know, very few guys have that ability, um, but especially not in a rookie. So um, it just makes us all as a team individually just so excited to get back to work and, and be around him. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a special year.
0: Well, we're excited to watch that, but first and foremost, we're excited to watch you and everybody else out in Tahoe this weekend. Adam, thanks for the time. If you see my dad, give him a pep talk. We'll see you around there this weekend.
2: All right. We'll see you in a couple of days.
0: So, dad did you internalize all that advice from adam Thielen? do you feel calm do you feel ready for what this weekend holds
1: um i i'm i do feel ready but first he just like he said you know this is kind of well he golfs way more than i do so anything that's out of your comfort level and you have to do and then in front of people could be a little nerve-wracking like i went out and got down and got some coffee before the show and there's an early pro-am and then a a later pro-am, and I'm in the later pro-am, so Ray Allen was downstairs getting coffee, and again, one of the guys I've known for years, and he's golfed in this a number of times, and I said, what's what's the toughest part? He said, getting off that first tee. He said, just take your breath, take your practice swings, you know, and just just get off the first tee. He said, other than that, he's like, how good of a golfer are you? I said, listen, if I stay in the middle of the pack, I'm happy, so this isn't about a big competition for me trying to do anything he said well then just just that's all it is and what thielen said is right you i don't golf a lot so i want to bring out the big stick and just try and smoke it when the smart thing and i'll have to listen to the caddy that i have a local caddy if he says dude just get it and play you know and hit off the short stuff and not out of the rough so and then hitting people mike i asked everybody Hey, have you hit anybody? Hit it because there's fans everywhere. And to a T, almost all of them said yes, that they have hit somebody and said, (laughs) we keep telling people we're not professionals. Back away, move away. He said, but these people all want to be so close to everything that inevitably they get hit.
0: That is the part that honestly has to be encouraging because you'd really just be joining a club. It's almost like a rite of passage for joining in the party out there. But I love hearing someone like Ray Allen, and we just heard it from Adam Thielen. He said, this is my Super Bowl. I'm up early with hearing an NFL player say, this is my Super Bowl. Hilarious in its own right. But (laughs) a guy like Ray Allen who hit, A few of the biggest shots that we've seen in my NBA lifetime talking about having to take a breath and calm his heart rate down to go and hit off the tee here is just a reminder of what an insane, depraved game golf is. Where you? I mean, one of the people with the lowest resting heart rate of anyone I've met is now actually worked up about this. It's a reminder of just how different the game of golf is.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt I'm I'm roping one into the crowd on the first tee. I mean, I and that's a bad thing. I have it set into my head that way, so I do. I just have to kind of think about the swing, yet not think about the swing. I have talked myself in and out of so many things because of being at this tournament for the first time. I'm almost scared to go out there and play and just how bad it might be. I'm just going to have to start drinking early.
0: Exactly. I say so you can't get drunk all day if you don't start in the morning, so that would be my <laughs> advice, Uh To you here, Uh, Dad, let's dole out some advice Uh, looking around the NFL. We talked to Thielen. You mentioned a bunch of guys out there. I don't know what kind of golfer he is, but he's got a big couple of days coming up here. Saquon Barkley uh, saw the report from Diane and Rossini over at ESPN that apparently Saquon Barkley still not enthused about the prospect of playing on the franchise tag and that if he and the Giants can't come to a deal by the deadline, which, again, is July 17th, so that's coming up Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, that his availability for their week one game against the Cowboys could potentially be in jeopardy, Dad. I see you shaking your head already. What's the reaction?
1: I I, I don't know how that can be. Do, do you see I don't see any way Saquon Barkley holds out for the year? And that's what he would have to do because people need to understand when Monday hits I think it's four PM Monday afternoon, July 17th. If he doesn't sign a long-term deal by then, he can't, no matter what. When he plays this year, he's playing off the one-year $10 million tag. And it turns out, I guess they offered him like thirteen million a year before they tagged him and they didn't reach the agreement. So, so, so they tagged him. But why I don't agree with the could be in jeopardy for week one, that would mean he's holding out. Why you're either going to hold out. What's the reason to hold out a week or two? Maybe if you don't want to do camp because you can't, mostly you hold out To you get a better deal. There can be no better deal right now. He has to play off that one year deal after July 17th. So you're only holding out because you're mad. And if you're holding out, if you want it to be effective, you would have to hold out the entire year. Because you could hold out for three weeks and then say, okay, now I'm coming to camp. And you've done nothing. Nothing has has up upped your value. Nothing has gone your way. All you've done is made yourself less prepared for the regular season. So I don't I don't understand that. Unless he plans on sitting the whole year, which I don't see him happening, I don't understand why you would hold out because there's nothing to hold out for for just a week or two because the deal can't get any better.
0: I think this is just one of those things where you're exhausting all options. Of Like we always said, your only leverage as a player is withholding services. And for Saquon Barkley, you're coming up against the deadline here. So you've got to threaten whatever you can. We talked about this the other day Uh, I think relative to some situation in the NBA where it's like, all I've got is the ability to do this with Dame Lillard talking about his agent sending out these ideas that he'll show up to camp disgruntled and he'll do this, that, and the third that I don't believe he'd actually do, but you've got to put out there right now.
1: But the only thing is, Mike, I'm sitting here saying what I said. I think you think the same thing. Don't you think the people in the Giants organization know the exact same thing? I mean, unless he plans on sitting the whole year, which I don't think he's going to, it's basically an idle threat. Nothing can be accomplished after July 17th. Now you're on the risk of of him playing on the tag, being ticked off and saying he's never going to sign a deal with you guys down the road. You know, I guess maybe you're trying to put that in their head. I don't know. But as far as playing or not playing this year, holding out right now really doesn't do anything because I don't, I don't believe he's going to pull a Le'Veon Bell, who is the last player to sit for an entire season. So holding out for a couple of weeks will basically accomplish nothing.
0: It could. The only thing, if I if I'm actually going to treat this as anything other than what I still think it is, regardless of what we all believe we know, regardless of it being an idle threat, it's one of the only other things you can put out on the table at the deadline to even approach making it comfortable. Because I guarantee, Dad, there are going to be maybe some fans. All these things are usually about right stoking enough fire publicly right, when we see right. teams put out information to your point the report um and i don't know what this ml football account is that's taken rise in the era of elon Musk musk's viable blue check marks, but it had DeAndre Hopkins news that he disputed the other day and was the one that tweeted out that the Giants offered Saquon Barkley 13 million with 26 over the first two years, according to uh, that was pro football talk. But Saquon Barkley quote tweeted that with the cap emoji, basically disputing that claim as it's been thrown out there right now. So he's publicly pushed back against that notion. But when we see teams do that, it's usually to try and get the public on the side of well, look what we tried to do for the player. This player's being greedy. He's being unreasonable. There should be pressure on him right. to come and sign for the team. Saquon on the other side, I'm sure, is going to try and take advantage of the fact that maybe few people are going to notice or that most people wouldn't notice what you described and maybe try and put some of that same public pressure on the Giants going into the final weekend of negotiation. The only other thing that I could come up with besides that is maybe if you're a running back, sitting in camp and threatening to sit a while longer, you're at least taking a few more hits off your body because that's the other bit yeah. of calculus for these guys is you're playing the position that's seen as a ticking time bomb of your body's ability to go out there and produce at the level that's actually going to help get you paid the way you want
1: listen saquon knows his body better than ever, anybody and if he wants to do that hold out for a few weeks and can but plans on playing and can still be ready to go more power to him and listen by the way I hope they come up with a deal. I hope he gets paid. I want every player to get paid, but we know the running back position is in a tough spot right now. Um, So I do hope they get a deal done. The amazing thing though, Mike, is when tagging started in the NFL, every player wanted to be tagged. Every player wanted to be tagged because you got the average of the top five players at your position and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. I know I'm making average at the top five in the league for that one year. Now you get quotes from Saquon Barkley. Me getting tagged, was I upset about it? Yeah, nobody wants to get tagged. Now nobody wants it. Now it's used more as a tool where players aren't as excited about it because teams can use it as a tool to take care of you for that year while they're paying other people. In this case, it was Daniel Jones getting the deal done while they can tag you and hopefully work on a long-term deal. So again, I do hope he gets it. But this is kind of where we are now that players don't want to be tagged because it's only the one year of guaranteed money as opposed to multiple years in big-time guaranteed money.
0: Especially at this position. And I know the threat of injury yeah. for everybody is there in the NFL – but people look at running backs after the age of 29 like Leonardo DiCaprio looks at girlfriends after the age of 25. Like It's just not going to happen for most of these guys. And so there is that added bit of pressure of trying to secure that deal. And Dan, I remember going back to when Saquon came into the league, there was this thought that he would be the next great test for what happens with right. running back salaries in the NFL because we had Christian McCaffrey and Zeke Elliott before who went top 10 in that same draft. And then got the paydays in the back end because they stayed healthy. They were highly productive. And Saquon Barkley, because of his ability, was supposed to be the next test for the marketplace. And injury kind of robbed us of that. Now, the Giants are in a precarious spot because of that. Kind of the same way they were with Daniel Jones, Dad. Now, Daniel plays a more premium position, the most premium position in the NFL. But it was the same thing of. You had a limited sample size of him performing the way you wanted a starting quarterback to perform, and that was last year. And so you created a deal that really satisfies both sides, gives the Giants an out, but also makes Daniel Jones feel the love coming off his best season. For Saquon, it's kind of similar where – You had injury that thwarted the early portion of his contract with you. And then last year, he was an integral part of an offense that was taking steps in becoming what you wanted under Brian Dable. He was fourth in attempts among running backs, ninth in rushing touchdowns, fifth in runs of over 20 yards last year. He was a high-volume piece of your offense in a way that you could say makes you really important, but also, Dad, the worry in this league is always too – And my worry here with Saquon is if he were to also threaten to sit out here, the chance that in an offense where the line improved a bunch, we've seen Andrew Thomas make big strides, obviously a big near for Evan Neal on the other side, but Daniel Jones also is a rush threat in that backfield. If you were to sit out for any length of time, and let's say the next man up comes in and is able to have success inside that same scheme, Does that undermine this further? And so you've got Saquon Barkley coming off this year with as much leverage as he was going to muster. He was a high-volume, important piece of this offense that's still trying to build into something, that's trying to make their quarterback comfortable, which is why I ultimately think the Giants do need to get some sort of deal done and make him feel the love, maybe even less about what Saquon Barkley means to this offense and this team overall, and more about what he means to your quarterback and making sure that guy's in the best position
1: to develop. Oh, I agree. Listen, Saquon's that offense, right? Daniel Jones had himself a nice year. Do not get me wrong, but Saquon, the way he catches it out of the backfield, he's just that whether a primary guy or a safety valve, he's just there for Daniel Jones and then running the ball. Obviously, it's that old line as you mentioned takes some steps. He's he's the motor that makes that that offense run. And but I but now that this is a business, right? This it's just like baseball and arbitration. You know, when when you got a guy in your team, that is great, and you're like, oh my God, is he great? God, we love this guy, we love him, we're in arbitration. Well, you know, he's he's okay, you know? I mean, it, it, this is business, and that, that's why I try so hard to say don't take it personal, but I did when I was a free agent, I took things personal and on a much lower level, but still, you know, the same kind of feeling. And it's tough not to take things personal. This is business. This is an undervalued position where teams can feel they can get away with a lower cap number and running backs aren't going to break that cycle unless somebody is willing. Well, we did in Le'Veon Bell, and that didn't change the running back position and and it, it wouldn't if Saquon sat out and let's see what Brees Hall does in the next few years. But um, Uh, Robinson, what he does in the next few years, you know, will they be the new guys that can set the market? But the market isn't high right now for running backs. And I don't know what Saquon can do about that. But for the Giants and making the playoffs last year and taking that next step, man, I I think you got to come up with a deal and keep Saquon happy because, again, it's not going to be a monster deal that goes to a quarterback, a wide receiver, a rush end, a, a cornerback. It's just not going to be as big as those. So, You know you're not spending as much money
0: ultimately that deadline like you mentioned coming up on monday do you think when we turn on the microphones on tuesday after that afternoon this deal
1: is done man i hope so i'm gonna say yes just because i hope it is i he means so much to that offense and i think That would really be the smart thing to do if they could, as most negotiations are, meet somewhere in the middle and get it done. So I'll I'll try and be positive on this one and say, yes, it'll get done. Deadline spur action.
0: I agree. I I actually think this makes enough sense for both sides. And it's not like Saquon, again, has been banging on the table to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. He's understood that's probably not going to be the case. And, Dad, this isn't an offense that I feel like added a ton of weapons at receiver that are going to meaningfully alter what this offense has to look like in 2023 either. So lots of that to pay attention to over the weekend. Uh, Also, what you want to pay attention to over the weekend is your eyes. You want to take care of your sweet peepers. I'm heading out to Tahoe. There's going to be a lot of fun and sun, and that means I'm going to be bringing my knock-around sunglasses. Summer's in full swing, and that means you – Need to get great shades that aren't going to break the bank for you. They are the go-to, knock around, for quality polarized sunglasses that aren't going to lighten your wallet. You got the first nine teams of their MLB collection that just dropped, the Red Sox, Yankees, Mariners, Cubs, all those good teams. The U.S. Women's National Team, like we talked about the other day, they have the official U.S. Women's Soccer Sunglasses that are going to get you right for that tournament. Don't be the person squinting into the sun getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses when you're out at the beach. Check out knockaround.com for premium polarized stage that start at just $28. Uh, Dad, one more thing I wanted to get to here, and this is a, an NBA headline on hold for a couple of days. I did see our friends over at now the named Oddball Podcast, our friend Charlotte Wilder and El Hassan over at Meadowlark, uh, their new basketball podcast. They've been out at Summer League, and they got a chance to talk to David Griffin, Dad, the GM of the New Orleans Pelicans, about the zion williamson situation zion went on uh gilbert arenas's podcast the other day and was actually talking about how when he first got to new orleans and as he put it i had more money than god i was in this city and wasn't necessarily taking care of his body like he needed to instead he started leaning on some of the right people david griffin kind of echoed that talking about him having to build championship habits how surprised were you to hear how honest he was about the ways he wasn't necessarily it sounds like taking care of himself during the early portion of his
1: career. Oh, I I'm I'm I guess in this day and age you might be a little surprised when somebody kind of kind of talks about the the negatives, but it's refreshing, quite honestly, to be honest. You know, every every athlete out there, pro athlete in every sport isn't perfect from the get-go, right? You have, you have peaks and you have valleys. Like everybody else, you just have it in your sport. So I was happy to hear him being honest about it because it was so evident, right? I mean, we could all see it. And the basketball, the people who know the game you know, more than us could even see even, even in the more intricacies of it of, hey, a lot of times when he's on the court, man, he is special. But his ability to stay on the court for, A, a lot of minutes and then to stay in games – has been jeopardized over his young career that we've seen, whether injury or being out of shape. So, I'm I, what do they say? That the, the first part of solving a problem is admitting you have a problem, right? So, he's admitted he had that problem. And now, if he has the right people in front of him helping him out, let's hope that his career takes a turn and he can actually, as we always say, the best ability is availability. And he has not been available. Let's see him be available. Let's see him be in shape because, man. When we've seen him do some special things on the court, it has been incredible.
0: Yeah, I think you're right hearing it from him because remember going all the way back, J.J. Redick, was his former teammate in new orleans was one of the first people that went on television back a couple of years ago now and said he doesn't always feel like zion will, you know i'm paraphrasing here i don't want to put words in jj's mouth but right. started that idea that john zion maybe wasn't the most present guy inside the building there in new orleans we've always had worries about the weight and hell i can tell you as someone who went spent six months in the off season in new orleans if you're not careful It's an easy place to get to a point where your doctor is explaining the words triglyceride to you and why you've got too much of it. Folks, that's blood fat, and it was not a great time for your boy. So I can only imagine what it's like with Zion's uh, pocketbook and Zion's bank account attached to that. But fast forward now, and he talked about some of his issues being having this invincibility trait. Where you think nothing can stop you when you're young and dad, this is why I'm happy. There's you know documentaries like the quarterback one on Netflix now that kind of get us more acquainted with this stuff because thinking about being Zion coming up the way he did, having the world by the fingertips the way he had for so long, and being as physically gifted as he was from such a young young age, we should be surprised this doesn't happen more often with gifted athletes given this kind of money and power.
1: Mike, I'm, I mean, this is not a a just now thing this has been an always thing of when you're young and you're a pro athlete you know and and again because i was in it while i was an average one and zion has the potential to be an unbelievably great one you're still in that locker room of your of your profession and you always think if someone gets hurt if something bad happens you're always like well it's not going to happen to me i i'm you do you have that feeling of invincibility and man can that come back and bite you
0: uh, and it has so far, and now the question is going to be, these are words, will the action start to match up with them, and will Zion actually be out on the court long enough to be some semblance of the player we all thought
1: and hoped he could be? All right,
0: Dad, let's finish this off and get you ready for a day of golf with uh, this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to finish off everybody's day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a five-star rating, and uh, let us know more of what you want to hear of on the program here And, Dad, pretty cool announcement. Major League Baseball right now uh, still on the All-Star break, coming off a great All-Star game where the National League finally won and making a big announcement about the start of next season. The 2024 season will kick off with the Dodgers and Padres to play the first Major League Baseball game in Seoul, South Korea, uh, March 20th and 21st next season. The Astros and Rockies will play in Mexico City on April 27th and April 28th as well, and the Padres and Giants – Uh, played the first regular season game there this year uh, back in April. But pretty cool, Dad. We know uh, and we got to learn during the pandemic as all the rest of the U.S. sports had shut down. I remember waking up in the mornings with you and Trey, and we'd be checking the scores of the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, and watching baseball over there. So rich baseball culture, a country that's really excited about it, and I think a cool collaboration in a way for Major League Baseball to start off next year.
1: Oh, I, I love this. I love it. We see the NFL has been playing international games, uh, added Germany to the list last year. Um, uh, baseball doing, we, we know the biggest world sport is soccer, but I love when the, the state's pro leagues go out and play around the world because it's so well-received. So I think this is awesome. Um, players, how much they like it. It ranges from player to player of having to do all that travel, you know, and then come back. All depends on the schedule of what they have to do. And I'm sure – teams that haven't done this before would talk to other teams that maybe have to kind of discuss what the schedule like that that's kind of the biggest the biggest thing is how the schedule is going to go but I think it's great for the sport itself so I I I think all the majors because all you know football the least of all you know hockey basketball baseball is so international right I mean so this it should be a no-brainer uh for the leagues to be playing around the world
0: And the coolest part about, I think, exposure to baseball culture in other countries is how much fun most other countries have playing baseball relative to what the U.S. has traditionally been. When you go abroad (laughs) and you see whether it's, you know, uh, guys from the Dominican Republic, you know, like we said, uh, Shohei Itani and the other Japanese baseball players celebrations, the fun around the game has all been so much more built into the model in so many of those countries than it has here. So uh, I remember watching and waking up early to those KT Wiz games and yeah. seeing wild mascots, cheer groups yeah. there. So very, very pumped for that one. Should be a ton of fun. Uh, Dad, as should yet another season of LeBron James be uh, getting to this. We had the SPs last night uh, hosted by ESPN here in Los Angeles. And among other things that went on that night, LeBron James, who was up on stage, made the announcement that he will continue his playing career last time on Dragon Ball Z after they lost to the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference. LeBron had vaguely hinted at the very end of a press conference about the future of his career. Well, he got the SB for best record-breaking performance last night, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the NBA's all-time leading scorer, and said, the real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, today is not that day. Dad, should we <laughs> be surprised at all that LeBron James decided to hijack the SB stage to make this announcement?
1: No, I mean, listen, what, what did we all say when he made that announcement after they lost to the Nuggets? You know, we I said this for a couple of decades now. Do not believe a player right when the season ends. I mean, that is a worse time to make any kind of declarative statement, uh, especially on, on your future in the sport. So I, I just put, put that aside. He has talked so much about playing with Bronny. Bronny's going to USC. Is he going to be a one-and-done guy? You know, and then that, that goes into the player option year for LeBron. Will he work that out? As LeBron said, I want to do that. I don't know what Bronny wants to do, but it's something I'd like to do. He's still playing incredibly well. Uh, as well, so I I never I never believed he was going to retire when he made that announcement. Now, if he was coming out now and saying that, right, or you know, in another month or so, I would obviously there would be time you settle in. Are you willing? And and, and as I've said a lot as well, a lot of it is the work in the off season, the work you have to put into the off season to prepare for a regular season. Again, when nobody's watching. You know, that's when you're putting in all the work, the blood, sweat, the tears, the throw up, everything to prepare yourself for the regular season. And that's why a lot of reason why most guys retire is they don't want to go through that process to get to the regular season, which a lot of times can be icing on the cake. So, you know, he's he's still got, you know, if he's still got that get up and go to prepare, then more power to him. And, And listen, I root for all players. Would I love to see him play? with his son, Bronny, it would be unbelievably cool. Was it great to see Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. sitting in the same dugout? I mean, as a dad, I mean, it's just a very, very, very cool thing to see. And to be able to maybe see that in the NBA, I think, would be awesome.
0: It would be a ton of fun. I credit LeBron James for kind of backing off that now, the closer they've gotten, because I think he realized, and I'm sure – I'm sure like any good relationship, it was probably his wife, Savannah, going over and saying, dude, you got to stop this. You're making these guys miserable, putting all of this on them right now. Although I will give Savannah some credit. She was the one that got to introduce LeBron while he got at espy last night and as he was coming up out of the stage savannah slipped into sports talk radio mode and said please welcome to the stage the goat respectfully lebron james she started the lebron jordan debate in the middle of the ESPYs wow. last night i love
1: it wow oh i can't believe there weren't there should have been a lot of jordan memes coming out then but when he was looking at the computer and his eyes lit up yeah that that would be oh. good to see
0: I would have loved to have a camera panda mad dog somewhere in the crowd, just yeah. seething, ready to go and ready to rock. Uh, but dad, let's get, to, uh, let's get to the third here. Somebody else who was in the SPs crowd last night at the SPs friend of the program, with a big time announcement for the masses on the red carpet in the lead up. Congratulations to our friend, Mina Kimes, who announced on the SPs red carpet with the caption, went at the SPs brought a date, uh, announced that she is pregnant. So very exciting for uh, her and her husband getting ready to welcome their first child into the world. And, Dad, I have no doubt that baby is going to walk out of the womb knowing exactly what DVOA is, being able to talk about you know yards above replacement and all the advanced metrics that the NFL could possibly have to offer.
1: Uh, listen, she is by far one of the best – there is in the business. And, and and I'm not even bringing gender into this. It doesn't matter, man, woman, whatever. She is one of the best in the business at knowing her craft and how she delivers. She is fantastic. And I, I didn't know this, so I'm sure like me, and, and, and I know you know her way better and probably already knew this, but seeing that I was like, wow, I had no idea you know, because we're going through this now with with your sister, my daughter, Sydney, who is pregnant and due in November. So a lot of baby talk as as Jake and Jenny's son, Jackson, is one A lot of baby talk and grandfather talk. And then to see Mina pregnant is very, very cool. I mean, she's uh, such a such a great person. And you're right. That kid um, is going to come out a extremely uh, smart, smart young person, because I don't know if it's a boy or a girl.
0: Yeah, I, the one thing I will say about finding out this news yesterday online, my worst fear is to wake up in the morning and see my name trending because you have to have that oh, yeah. moment in between seeing it and then seeing why, where you're unsure of what's happened. And so I logged on, and Mina's an incredibly famous person, and she's you know been on Twitter for a long time, very popular there. I go online and I see Mina Kimes trending, and my first thought is, Oh God! What article did some jackass write? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. And then I see why, and I'm like, Oh my God! Actual wholesome content on the internet here. It is possible. Look at God.
1: And she is at the point where because this is where guys can be really bad. When a woman is, you know, just early on in the pregnancy, and you're not sure if they're pregnant or not, you know, some dumb guys will open their mouth, you know, and, and have to stick their foot in it if they ask, and someone's actually not pregnant. That doesn't go over well. She's at the point where you can definitely tell she's pregnant. So as a guy, I wouldn't really screw it up. If I were were to have seen her in person yesterday, I would have felt very comfortable saying, oh, congratulations, and not holding my tongue and saying, okay, am I going to screw this up?
0: Oh, see, I'm going to go back to the same message I had after the Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna. Fellas, you never know. Until you're told, I will never ask. You could be nine (laughs) months pregnant, and I would still be standing there going, Download, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Leave <laughs> us a five-star rating and check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go, go.
2: Boom. Money in the bank.